This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Damn, you're feeling bad for Britney Spears, huh? I am. Same here. She, uh... Well, I think it's it's fair to say that she probably didn't have the best Father's Day on the weekend. Yeah, to say the least. Sounds like her dad is just controlling everything she does. Yeah, he has control of her money and control of her career, essentially. It's called conservator sh- conservatorship? You got it. I actually have never heard of it before now, but it's when somebody basically has the legal rights to your life, essentially. Like, I don't know to what extent exactly they can control her, but they control her career. They can control her doctor's visits, her therapy visits. They, her father has so much control over her. Britney Spears says she wants to have kids and, and you know and get married, but her father, as the conservator, won't let her take out her IUD. He has that much control over her. Her birth control device. Yes. Britney said yesterday there's a, a court hearing going on right now to end her conservatorship, and she let it go yesterday in the courtroom saying that her dad should be in jail for the way that he's handled it and taken advantage of it. Um, She says that um, she has lied in the past when she's talked about being okay and happy in the past. She's been in denial. She's been in shock. She's traumatized, but she's telling the truth now. She's not happy. She can't sleep. She's angry. She's depressed and she cries every day. And if you see her, she does look like she's had a tough go, man. Like she looks, she looks like she's at the end of her rope here. She looks like a caged animal. You know, you can see it in her eyes. In her eyes. Absolutely, man. You know, it's so weird how this all started and started coming to light too, because not, they also control her social media and her Instagram. She has no say of what goes on over there. But apparently she can read the comments and people were suspecting that she was being controlled and had no freedom. So they were going in the comment section, Brittany, if you need help, wear yellow in your next photo shoot. And then in Come the next on, photo really? shoot, she was wearing yellow. And they're so like, oh, wow, that, that could have been a coincidence. But It's like and, a hostage situation. Exactly. Blink twice if you need me to call somebody. That's exactly what was going on. So I think the social you know, public pressure has now brought this to light. And thank goodness. You going to play some soccer this summer, Jim? I was not this summer, but next I'm in the, the master's age now. I'm old I was, timer. So once you hit 35, you're now in the old guy league, the master's league, obviously they call it cuz it sounds cooler. So uh, I'm hoping to play master somewhere. But you're not 35 yet. 34. So next year it will be my 35 year, right? So I could But you've got some time on your hands this summer. Yeah. So I could have been the old guy in the young guy league. But next year, I'm going to be the young guy in the old guy league. I, I have a, a, good, a good idea for you then. You can stay connected to the game, um, fill some of those hours you have. Would you like to coach my son's soccer team? Oh, dear. I have coached kids soccer in the past. I got an email yesterday from my wife, and they're asking for parent volunteers. These are a bunch of four-year-olds to coach soccer. And I played soccer when I was young. I don't know, you know, a ton about the game. I don't really want to do it. No, I, I, 
It's only every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Oh, okay, like, they'd what absolutely. Else you got going on? If it was like Tuesdays at 5 p.m., maybe. That's what it was when I was uh, in high school. It's it's honestly, you don't need to know anything about soccer. Any parent who gets that email, too, if you don't know anything about soccer, it doesn't matter. You're a glorified babysitter. They run around, they have no idea what's going on. It doesn't matter. Maybe you can teach them to pass. That's the big thing at that age, is get them to pass and understand how to pass the ball. That's it. Like, get them to stand across from each other. Like, nobody, there's no, barely any warm-ups. The kids are running around. They're pulling up dandelions. Is this dandelions. a no? Is this a hard no? This my, is a hard no. My wife just sent me a text message. She said, oh, yay. She's here, obviously, listening to this conversation. Yeah, well, that's a premature yay oh, for yay. sure. Oh, yay. Jim's going to be the coach. No, 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 no. No. That's no. You should do it, man. I don't want to. <laughs> it's your kid. You'll see him grow and develop, and you'll you get the orange slices, though, and maybe the freezies. <sighs> Should I do it? It's it it's it's cute. It's cute as long, but don't expect to win or the kids to learn anything. You have to give up. Well, if I'm the coach, I will not expect them to learn it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should do it, man. It'd be funny. You should get the. You need to get the jersey that's the exact same jersey as the as the kids. You wear the the the, the tight sh- soccer shorts, the high socks. I get thought the right coach wears the coach wears an Adidas tracksuit. No, <laughs> in With the big the whistle? leagues. In yeah. The big leagues. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll mm. do it. And the only reason I, I would, I'm even considering it is just for content for this radio show. Oh, it'd be classic. But you are out. I'm, I'm out for now. Don't even bother asking you again. No, no. I probably will. When, when, if I have kids, I probably, I'd coach their team. Uli just sent me a frown face emoji, Jim. Tell her Way to, to step up. Why doesn't she coach? Yeah, that's a good point. She's played more soccer in her day than you have. She's Ukrainian. Oh, it's in her blood. Absolutely. They're still in the Euro Cup. <laughs> Where's Canada and Ireland? Didn't even get invited. Exactly. I guess we're going to have to play this now. Jim and I, I, I was talking about how my son's team needs a soccer coach. Um, and they've asked me to do it. Uh, they want parent volunteers. I think it would be better if Jim does it because Jim knows about soccer. So I just asked Jim, my good friend who I work with every day, will you coach my kid's soccer team? And Jim, you replied by saying, hell no. <laughs> Not a chance. Uh, then we got this phone call by a guy who's so angry. And he says that uh, he called and asked us to put a notification on the radio a year ago uh, because his his kid's team needed a uh, a coach. And he started coming at me. Hmm? Listen. Before the pandemic and said, hey, my kids' uh, soccer league are having a hard time getting coaches. Yeah. Can you just throw that up on the air? You're such a hypocrite. You wouldn't even do it for for the kids, but now you're doing it for your kids. You're what are you, a hypocrite. What are you talking about? You're a hypocrite. Why is that? Because I I called when when a whole city league kids couldn't find coaches. Right. And I said, can you just throw it out there? You wouldn't put it up on the air, but now your son needs a coach. You're putting it out there. Well, I didn't ask. I didn't ask for coaches. I asked Jim, a person I know, yeah, to coach my son's out, team. You're up out there so okay people people are going to hear about it and then they'll volunteer for the league well not necessarily they don't know what they don't even know what league it is in my opinion you're hypocritical okay well not in not in my opinion in my opinion you're overreacting and being a bit of an aggressive jerk yeah but most of the time you're you're an arf anyway okay 
Well, I've got, I've got, I've got my opinions about you. You have your opinions about me. Yeah, Ho- I hope, I hope your kid got a coach, and I hope they, uh, they excel at soccer and they grow into wonderful people. Okay. What else can you say in that situation? I, I don't. I'm I'm confused exactly what the gripe is and how it's hypocritical. Like if you if you two years ago were like. Every dad should step up and coach their kid's team when they have to. And then you get the call and then say, hey, Jim, will you coach the team for like, you know, if you were like being virtuous about it, I don't, it's, you're not hypocritical at all. I don't get it. He wanted me to mention his kid's soccer league, and I guess we didn't. We get bombarded with requests every day. People have lots of things they want mentioned on the radio on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can't get to everything. Um, I uh, I apologize. I do hope that you're able to find coaches for your kid's soccer team. <laughs> you know, we didn't do it maliciously. I didn't do it to spite you, buddy. Yeah. Hey, good morning. What's going on? I just wanted to say I think you handled that call pretty uh, pretty well. That uh, that guy was at a line, and the only thing I can take from him is that it's not hypocritical. I think he was trying to say like he thought you were self serving by talking about your son and not him but it's not like i put a call out for people to coach my son's team no not at all and i just i think you handled it like a pro and uh most people in that scenario would emotionally respond and you didn't so good for you (laughs) that comes from 25 years of dealing with calls like that no doubt and i can't (laughs) honestly like i i don't call radio stations at all but i'm listening to that going holy like that would have lit me up. I would have. I would have had some choice words, but you. You definitely kept your cool, and you know that. I can't believe people call you to vent or call you to. Uh, yeah, but you know, but I get it. You know, sometimes people are just having a bad day, and you know it could be something else that's going on in your life, and you just hear us say something that sets you off, and then we're the target, and yeah. we're fine with that. You know, get it but out. But Hope you feel better. Like, yeah, like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. Like, what do you have to be worried about? Like, you're, you're like this guy's driving to work. This pissed off. I don't get it. But you handled it well and move on, right? You got it. Thanks, man. Take care, pal. What do you think about this? I know you're a fan of comedy. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is working on a new project. He has a film coming to Netflix, and it is based on one of his favorite stand-up bits. Kid. The biggest food thing that happened to me, when they invented the Pop-Tart, the back of my head blew right off. (laughs) You got to think back to when the Pop-Tart came out. It was the 60s. We had toast. (laughs) We had shredded wheat. It was like wrapping your lips around a wood chipper. (laughs) And in the midst of that dark and hopeless moment, the Kellogg's Pop-Tart suddenly appeared out of Battle Creek, Michigan, which, as you cereal fans know, is the corporate headquarters of Kellogg's because it seems like a cereal Silicon Valley of breakfast super scientists conceiving of a frosted fruit-filled heatable rectangles in the same shape as the box it comes in and with the same nutrition as the box it comes in, too. I don't know how long it took them to invent the Pop-Tart, but they must have come out of that lab like Moses with the two tablets of the Ten Commandments. The Pop-Tart is here! Two in the packet! Two slots in a toaster! Let's see you screw this up! Why two? One's not enough. Three's too many. And they can't go stale, because they were never fresh.
<laughs> Seinfeld is is doing an entire movie about Pop Tarts. It's times like this when I start thinking Larry David was the true genius behind the Seinfeld show. Oh, come on. Why? Because Curb Your Enthusiasm is hilarious, almost like maybe as good as Seinfeld. And it's continuing. Like it's been for multiple seasons, it's been quality. Since Seinfeld ended for Jerry Seinfeld, he's done the B movie. Animated movie about bees. I never saw. It's heard it was good. Bad. Is it? I heard it wasn't good. I think the problem is B movie came out. You had ants. You had a bug's life. There was yeah. just too much uh, computer generated insect on the big screen at the time. Regardless, most popular TV show of all time. The world is his oyster. He can do any project he wants. He does the B movie. We're, whatever. Uh-huh. The next idea: comedians in cars getting coffee. He just Great drives show. around with his buddies. It's okay. See, this is the this is the beauty of having a gajillion dollars like Seinfeld he doesn't have to worry about what you think Jim he has enough money he can do whatever he wants he's passionate about cars he loves bees and obviously he's a big fan of pop tarts it has nothing it has nothing to do with me I'm just saying none of his endeavors have been great or got me excited you know what I mean like this sounds dumb but it could be good because like the movie the founder about the guy who invented McDonald's I wasn't that keen to see but it was great so maybe this could be great on a boring subject. I don't know. Is this a documentary, though? I don't know. No, it's a comedy for sure, so it won't be a dog. It's a, it's a full-on, like, uh, I think, like it's a scripted movie? De- the Seinfeld, he's star in, produced, the, it's a film. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know exactly. Maybe they don't want to release the, which I'm sure is amazing script. They don't want to get too into the details. Wow. How can it be good? It's got Seinfeld. He hasn't done anything great since Seinfeld. I've never seen a movie about Pop-Tarts before. It's an original idea. (laughs) Listen... I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, I will. It doesn't you, sound like you're giving him the benefit of anything. Here. I did. All I said was, I'm starting to think Larry David. I didn't say for sure. I said I'm starting to think Larry David was the true genius this here. This is this is Jerry Seinfeld's last chance to impress Jim Kelly. Yeah, this is his third strike, dude. If he doesn't <laughs> smash this one out of the park, I'm a Larry David man. Sometimes you just gotta take a gamble, especially in this real estate market when you're buying a house. You can't focus on pesky things like home inspections when you're putting in an offer, right, Jim? uh Wasting time. Go with your gut. <laughs> Starting to bite some people here. Some stories in the news this week about um, people in Ontario who have bought homes and just had nightmares because they waived home inspections. Here's a family that was moving from Brampton to the Halton Hills area. They bought their dream country home. And I'm looking at the pictures of the place. It looks gorgeous. Some nice big windows, double garage, large yacht, wooded trees everywhere. Yacht? Hmm. Huh? Did you s- large? Oh, large lot. Large, I thought you said large yacht. I'm like, the house it comes with, with a, a yacht? yacht? The Halton no, Hills large, is coming up, baby. A large lot where you could park your yacht. Okay. Because the driveway is substantial. Um, and this couple, they are really excited, so excited they didn't get a home inspection. Um, but once they moved in, they realized that the septic system didn't exist. They had no water going into their house because the well was empty. 
So they had no water going in and they couldn't flush anything out. And now they are looking at putting water holding tanks into the basement for $10,000. And for the septic system, it's going to cost $120,000. I almost fell to pieces knowing I'd have to get another mortgage to fix the septic tank, said the, uh, the buyer. You've got another story there, Jim, about yeah. a waived home inspection. And it costs, it's going to cost them about the same amount of money that they didn't see coming. So this is also an Ontario uh, family. They moved from, I don't know where they moved from actually, but they moved north of Peterborough, a place called Ennismore. Nice house. Uh, and it was, they bought it in the winter. So they checked out the house in the winter, a lot of snow in the backyard. And then spring rolls around, Uh-oh. all the snow in the backyard starts to me- melt. And they realize... There is a garbage dump in the back, you know, not not just a messy backyard with some garbage, like a hill of shingles and bricks and just, I don't know who was living there, but it sounds like almost a construction worker was living there, ran a construction company, was just dumping all the refuse into the backyard. I don't know what the explanation is, but there's so much crap in there uh, that they got quoted that it was going to cost $98,000 to remove the what? bricks. Mortar, cement, shingles, metal, household items like doorknobs. Like, this is just all, like, scrap construction stuff. Yeah. The couple had several quotes by excavation companies to remove the debris. They're saying it's going to cost cost $98,000 and must be done to protect their drinking water. So this is, they can't just live in a dump. They have to do this legally, basically. Yeah. Or they're going to be drinking doorknobs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Man, I had a friend who who waived like the home inspection. He bought a place in St. Thomas and it's, it wasn't like a huge thing, but it's just, like little things started adding up. And like at one point they realized that the house is slanted towards the center. Like they started putting furniture in there and things were like sliding towards the center of the house. <laughs> So the basement is all sand. You put your plate down for dinner and it slides to the other (laughs) end of the table. Thanks for passing the milk, honey. (laughs) But they had, it was a sand uh, bottom basement. So they had, uh, it was sinking. Yeah. Concrete pad down there, a little footing and and jack it up. Oh man. Keep that in mind, folks. I know you, you want that house and you want to be the one who wins, but sometimes it's better to lose. Mm -hmm. Now the winner is. Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock. Let's talk hockey here, joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Dev, the Islanders, they, they overcame the odds after that terrible, terrible embarrassment the other night, and they beat the Lightning last night. They beat the Lightning, and they needed overtime to do it, but a win is a win, and, you know, the Islanders are just such a gnarly team to play. They are just such a tough out. And uh, I think Tampa is still going to pull this out. Tampa is the better team in terms of roster creation on paper, but you cannot argue with what the Islanders have been doing in the playoffs. If I were an Islanders fan, I would be so excited for this year and what they're going to be doing in the future. Do you think the Habs are cheering for the Islanders to win this series then? Man, that's a good question. I mean, either way you look at it, like, Tampa Bay, when you look at the teams remaining, would be my pick to win it all. I think they'd be a lot of people's pick to win it all. And they would have been everyone's, a lot of people's pick to win it all, even if you go back to the start of the playoffs. But at this juncture, Tampa Bay or the Islanders 
is uh, going to be a tough out for the Habs. All I would be worried about is just getting into the Stanley Cup final and worrying about who you're going to play afterwards. And they could do it tonight. It's going to be in Montreal. And one of the cool things I've uh, been seeing as I just, you know, uh, read some stories preparing for all of this. I mean, this is kind of what we want uh, across the country as we reopen and we get back to normal. Anticipation is so high in Montreal right now. Some bars in Montreal have said, if you want to watch the game tonight, you should arrive between 3 and 4 in the afternoon because if you don't, you will not be able to get a table to watch the game which starts at 8, which just sounds so fantastic given everything that's happened over the past year and a half to be able to be plan ahead to say, okay, if I want to watch the game at a bar and I have to arrive hours early. I mean, it sounds horrible at one end, but on the other part, it's pretty cool. <laughs> what time are they going to be lighting up the CN Tower today in, in the Habs colors, you know? Don't start me with that. I mean, I, <laughs> yes, it's a national thing, but it's in Toronto. Like, give me a break. Get your own monument to light up. You've got UP. What more do you need? They just need one more win to close out the series against the Golden Knights at 8 p.m. That game starts. And we got to talk about this. This is trending big time online. Netflix has a new dating show coming out, Jim. Yeah, I think I need therapy after watching the trailer. It's called Sexy Beasts, and the premise is it's people seeing if they can fall in love based on personality alone. Kind of like Love is Blind, except instead of behind a, an opaque screen where you can't see each other, you can you can kind of see each other because both uh, people on the dates are wearing elaborate makeup and prosthetics to convert them into fantasy characters and animals. Dolphins? Devils? Aliens? It's crazy. Welcome to the strangest blind date ever. Hey, how you doing? Damn, how are you doing? <laughs> Could you fall in love with someone based on personality alone? This is creepy. It, it looks weird. The eyes, the human eyes with the, the animal features. Yeah. People having serious in-depth conversations about their hopes and dreams while enjoying some drinks. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> if you ever wanted to see Hellboy go on a date with a member of Cats, the Broadway show, you're in luck. So... I like your fin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scarecrow trying to flirt with uh, a woman with a full dolphin head. <laughs> like, when we say full dolphin head, it is Hollywood-level process. It's impressive. The makeup is impressive. It's very well done. Great special effects. <laughs> I like your fin. Tell me more about your blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> or is that the second date? <laughs> That's good personality, though. You got to work with it. <laughs> How could you keep a straight face? Well, you got the makeup. You, how can you tell if your straight face wasn't straight? My sexy beast is... There's interspecies relationships happening on my grounds. I won't stand for it. You can still see the bodies. So, yeah. Are we going to acknowledge that this is probably just to, to hit the furry demographic? <laughs> this is Netflix's ploy to tap into the furry audience. Yeah. How many of these contestants are going to be disappointed when the makeup comes off? Ugh, I like sleeping with a cat. 
or a panda bear, a, a panda bear with a rocking body. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not even a level playing field either because like some of the faces, like the cat face, the owl face, kind of cute. Obviously, I'm not attracted to it, but easier to look at than the pure demons from hell. Yeah, the devil face. You could tell she she works out, but... <laughs> But her face is terrifying. But look at this. The two of them are kissing. In but the, the one guy has like trailer. moved his nose so weird. Yeah, the devil and the uh, and the orangutan <laughs> are are making out. Which is strange to watch. So weird. Here's a guy who looks like a praying mantis. This guy is a rhinoceros. Yeah, there's like a Groot looking person. There's a mouse. The, the, the whole like there must be new people every episode because there's there's at least thirty different faces I've seen. Yeah, it's it's the masked singer, but it's the masked dater, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with these shows though, like I they're they're I hope that they're not all attractive people underneath the the makeup or else what did we learn? You know what I mean? Because they're all going to be like super sexy people that could be on The Bachelor Bachelorette anyway, right? Like, I want there to be very unattractive people. They look more like a beast people. when the makeup comes off. So you're truly, you, you know, can the personality maintain you through like the reveal? The experiment uh, failed when all the women, for some reason, chose the donkey. <laughs> I got a good feeling about this guy. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the donkey, too. <laughs> Time for sports with Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Let's talk the NBA. Eastern Conference Finals started last night with an upset. Yeah, Trey Young scored 48 points to lead uh, the Atlanta Hawks to a uh, big victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. 116-113 was the final score. If you haven't been watching the Atlanta Hawks uh, during the playoffs this year, I would certainly recommend you get on that bandwagon right now. You don't have to cheer for them, just watch. It's just been really fun to see. And Trey Young is an interesting story because if you go back a couple years, the Atlanta Hawks passed up on the opportunity to draft Luka Doncic, who is truly remarkable. And people thought Atlanta made this huge mistake. Now, giving up on Doncic may still have been a mistake, but the guy they drafted, Trey Young, is blossoming into a potential superstar before our eyes, and it's really fun to watch. The Western Conference, you got the Clippers and the Suns going on right now. How's that going? That's going really well for the Phoenix Suns. So before I was a Toronto Raptors fan, I was a Phoenix Suns fan And while I'm not a Suns fan anymore, I would like to see them pull this out because they're a long-suffering franchise. Chris Paul has been out the first two games of the Western Conference Finals because he was in health protocols for COVID-19. Looks like he is going to return tonight for Game 3. The Suns are up 2-0 on the LA Clippers. They're in a real strong position to make it back to the NBA Finals. And Kawhi Leonard is not going to play tonight. So the Clippers are without Kawhi, and they are in a world of trouble. Kawhi's been struggling since he left Toronto. It hasn't gone uh, well for Kawhi with the LA Clippers. He struggled last year. The, the bubble didn't help them, but they were knocked out of the playoffs uh, far too early last year. And this year, 
They have struggled in every single round of the playoffs. They've gone down 2 nothing in every single round, and you can't keep going down 2 nothing and expect to advance every single time. They may have met their match with the Phoenix Suns. Is there a chance, Kawhi, is, is he uh, up for uh, a trade this year? I think he could come back to Toronto. Think There's he misses still some us? Kawhi and Dine stickers left on some windows <laughs> of some Toronto restaurants. Hasn't been scraped he, uh, off yet. He is a free agent. He could, uh, you know, uh, decide to leave uh, the Clippers. Now, I don't think he will. Paul George has re-signed with the Clippers. Kawhi is an L.A. guy. And Ty Lu has done a good job as coach with the Clippers. I would be surprised if he were to leave. L.A., and especially if he came back to Toronto. But the Raptors are primed to lure him back if that were to ever actually happen. They've got the fourth overall pick in the NBA draft. They are going to get a very good player in the draft this year. They moved up in the draft uh, unexpectedly. If you were going to lure him back, maybe that would be uh, part of the equation, but I don't think it's going to happen. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.